Well, good morning. My name is Dwayne. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries for July the 14th. Uh, today we're going to pick up our study in Acts chapter number 11. We're going to wrap that up and get into chapter number 12. Um, last time we looked at the church in Antioch in Acts chapter number 11, starting in verse number 19, and we'll just review this quickly. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but Jews only. So again, here we see that even though Peter had taken the gospel message to um, Cornelius, uh, the others... Uh, had spread the gospel message. And when I refer to the gospel message, I'm referring to the gospel of the kingdom, which is all they knew. Repent and be baptized, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And understand, um, I believe that the kingdom was legitimately offered to the nation of Israel at Pentecost. It could not have been offered prior to that because Christ had to suffer, uh, as the Old Testament prophecies spake of. So the kingdom was legitimately offered at Pentecost, Acts chapter number 2, and the message was the same. It was the same message that John the Baptist had taught, the same message that Jesus taught, the same message that he taught the twelve to teach, which is repent uh, and be baptized for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And of course, Acts chapter number 2, the nation of Israel had a decision to make. Were they going to accept this king and his message and his kingdom? And, of course, we know that the book of Acts is a transition showing that they ultimately rejected the king and his offer of a kingdom. So we must view the book of Acts as a transitional book. We are moving away from Peter to Paul. We are moving away from the gospel of the kingdom to the gospel of grace. <clears throat> and we are moving away from Jerusalem to Antioch. And we're seeing all of that happen here in chapters 11, 12, and 13, um, specifically. Uh, so just for context, the stoning of Peter of Stephen had occurred in 33 AD. We are now in 41 AD. For eight years were gone, gone by, and they were still preaching to Jews only. We tend to overlook that but they were preaching to Jews only. They were being obedient to Acts chapter number 1 and verse number 8, which says, You will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you will be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So let's look at verse number 20 here. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus, and the hand of the Lord was upon them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. As we mentioned last time, this word Grecians is referring to Hellenistic Jews. It is not referring to Gentiles, as many of the modern translations will say. They were not preaching to Gentiles. They were still preaching to the nations of, nation of Israel. Uh, to translate that word Gentile is simply inserting bias into the text, presuming that the body of Christ, the church, was born in Acts chapter number 2. Now in verse number 22, Then tidings of these things came to the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. 
So it's obvious here that the Church of Jerusalem is still very much in charge. Who, when he came, had seen the grace of God and was glad, and exhorted them all, and that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, he was full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people were added to the Lord. So then departed Barnabas to Tarsus. Saul was at Tarsus. Uh, he was known as Saul of Tarsus, or later as Paul of Tarsus. And remember, <clears throat> Paul had been sent away in Acts chapter number 9, verse number 30, after there was a plot discovered to kill him. So he goes up into this area. And when Barnabas had found him, he brought him into Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught people and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So again, there's no indication here that Saul has received what we refer to as the revelation of the mystery. And understand that is very important that we grasp that Paul, Saul received something that these other 12 did not have, which was the revelation of the ministry but he did receive it we know sometime between chapter 11 and chapter number 13 um, chapter number 12 is purely parenthetical to Paul's story because chapter 12 refocuses back on Peter and Jerusalem and Herod but somewhere between chapter 11 and chapter number 13, I believe verse number 9, uh, the, um, the Apostle Paul received the revelation of the mystery. And we've talked about that because in Revelation, uh, when you get over here into Revelation chapter 13, verse number 9, for the first time we see, then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes upon him. So something happened between chapter 11 and chapter number 13, verse number 9, because now he is known as Paul and not Saul. And I showed you the math. Uh, Saul is used 26 times prior to verse number 9 of chapter number 13. But it is never used after chapter number, number 13, verse number 9. He is always referred to in the present tense as Paul 126 times after that so something happened uh, something happened that caused the name to switch he went from his name Saul to his new name Paul and some would point to um, I personally use chapter 13 verse number 9 as the benchmark for myself uh, Time-wise, this is 10 to 12 years after Pentecost. Um, and I went over that with you last time. I'd encourage you to study that. Then verse number 27, And in those days came prophets from Jerusalem into Antioch, and there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar, then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did, and sent it by the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. 
So here we find the church in Antioch, which was predominantly a Gentile church, is going to be sending money to Jerusalem and all Jewish church because they're starving. And the reason they're going through this time of trouble is because of their actions in Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 33. In Acts chapter 4, verse number 33, And with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them. Neither was there any among them that lacked, that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands and houses sold them, and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Everyone, in anticipation of the second coming of Christ and the, the, the bringing in of the king and the kingdom sold everything that they had and felt that they just did not need it. But now time is passing, 10, 12 years, and they're running out of supplies. They're beginning to go hungry. The Lord has not yet returned. So therefore, the Gentile church reaches out to help the Jewish church in Jerusalem. And I find it interesting that it says unto the brethren that dwelt in Judea, they identified as brothers. They were now brothers in the faith. So as we finish chapter number 11, we have seen the stoning of Stephen in chapter number eight. <clears throat> we were introduced to Saul and his conversion in chapter number nine. He shortly thereafter uh, ended up for three years in Arabia after they tried to kill him. Uh, and it is believed that it is there or shortly thereafter that Paul did indeed receive the revelation of the mystery. We've also seen Peter going to Cornelius' house in chapter number 10 with the revelation that salvation had indeed come to the Gentiles. Though Peter still did not understand it, he was still preaching a kingdom gospel. He still demanded baptism of Cornelius. And then the church in Jerusalem ends up sending out Barnabas to find Saul, who took him to Antioch, where, he, where they resided for 18 months, and they're preaching um, there, and they were first called Christians. Now, I believe that it's during this time that Paul, like I said, had already received the mystery, and these were Gentile believers who were saved under, a, under the gospel of grace. Um, and then chapter number 12 here is going to turn back to Peter. Really, one last time with the exception of chapter number 15. And then Peter is going to drop off the scene in the book of Acts. And it's going to be all about Paul for the remainder of the book. So Peter, here in chapter number 12, as Luke the writer swings back to Jerusalem and, and Herod killing James and coming after Peter. Um, and then chapter number 13 is going to go back to the Apostle Paul. And it's going to stay with the Apostle Paul through the end of the book, with the exception of him going back to Jerusalem uh, for the council 
explaining our, I mean, to the Jew and Saul and Barnabas ministering to the Gentiles. So chapter number 12 is entirely based upon the death of Herod, which occurs in 44 AD. Uh, and when it's referring to Herod the king, it is a reference to Herod Agrippa, who was the grandson of Herod the Great. In other words, there was a lot of Herods. <laughs> okay, just like when we talk about Candace the Queen. Candace was not a proper name. Her name was not Candace. She was a Candace. Okay, she was a queen. Um, same thing with Herod. Herod was not so much a proper name as it was a, a position. So uh, let's look in verse number one. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So with the exception of Judas, who took his own life, the death of, Herod, of, of James here is the first death of an apostle. And from now on, the James that will be referred to is James, the half-brother of Jesus. We don't need to get these Jameses mixed up. <laughs> so James is killed here. The apostle James is killed here uh, by the sword. And then notice in verse number three, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternarians of soldiers to keep him, intending that Easter, that Easter, after Easter, to bring him forth to the people. So Herod, just like our political leaders today, was trying to appease his base. He knew who he needed to make happy to stay in power. And he knew that the powerful people in Jerusalem did not like the followers of Christ, did not like those of the way as they were referred to. So he reaches out, he kills James, and then he comes after Peter. And he does this during the days of unleavened bread, which is a reference to Passover. Passover was a seven-day period. Now, I'll close with this, but there are many who have attempted to make much ado about the word Easter here in this verse, and will say that it is a reference to a pagan goddess named Estarte or Ishtar, and if you study historically, uh, she was Semiramis, she was the mother of Nimrod, it's, it's paganism, um, however, the word uh, in the Greek is Pasqua, which means Passover. Uh, it also comes from the German word uh, Oester, which means from the east, which is a which is a reference to the resurrection of our Lord from the dead. So I disagree that the word is a throwback to paganism. I've heard whole sermons on the word Easter. Uh, I think it was Tyndale who first uh, coined uh, the word. Um, 
Easter in his translation of the Bible. Um, so just interesting. Um, I don't have a problem with that word at all. So, but some, some guys will apparently seem to want to make their whole ministry, um, based on looking at that word. And usually it's to reflect negatively on the Bible when they do it. I, I don't have a problem with the word. So next time we'll get into verse number five and uh, see Peter Wise in prison and how the Lord is going to miraculously deliver him. God bless you guys. Have a great day.